0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with T. Frank Carr. T. Frank, after a bit of a snowstorm over the weekend... We've got some spring weather coming in this week. So what else are we to do but start to think about spring football, right? Absolutely.
0: I can't wait for the next uh, spring snow that results in 70 degrees the next day, and it's all gone like it never happened.
1: <laughs> Bite your tongue about more snow. I'm done. <laughs> the gods oh, may not we be had done 60, with it, we had 60 but sixty degrees.
0: I am. We had 60 degrees in December. This is just getting on the back end. That's all.
1: That's fair and balanced weather. If we could get 60 (laughs) degrees in December, we could get snow at the end of March. All right. Well, I'm still hoping that we're done with it, but I'm also already thinking spring football. That means we need to talk spring football, T. Frank. And I guess I'm kind of anxious to get your take on the things that you're looking for in spring practice. There is enough to talk about with this team, enough changeovers at different positions. Yep. I want to start on the offensive side of the ball this segment. And quarter number two, we'll talk about the defense where there's obviously a lot of changeover there. Let's start on offense. And if you don't mind me asking, position by position, I'm going to start with the offensive line, T, Frank. Sure. What is going on there? Is it a jumbled mess or are there things kind of settling in there? Uh, well, again,
0: it depends on what Penn State fan you're asking about. Is it a jumbled mess? Is this the most incompetent coaching staff in America? Or is this a work in progress? Um, so uh, it's a very incomplete picture. I'll say that because a, a couple of players are going to factor in are not on campus, including transfer Hunter Norzad. So uh, not to say that anyone is guaranteed a starting spot, Right but you're he's he's a guy that's coming in and he's going to be factoring in as a as a starter on the offensive line in the fall. So, right off the bat, we have a bit of an incomplete picture here, but my general feeling about what they've done on the offensive line is there's enough competition on the interior to make a difference and make it so that this is not a situation where you don't have anybody pushing anybody. There's going to be competition, there's going to be people vying for starting spots, and there's more talent. So, can that bleed over to the tackle position is the question, Uh, and then the the obvious guy you look at is Landon Tengwall there, or is he a value as a starter on the interior? That's what I'm going to be looking at early in spring football, is are they still playing him and cross-training him at tackle, or is he pushing to be a starter at one of the guard positions? Because that's my prediction is that he could be a difference maker at guard um, but they don't have a lot of tackle depth and a lot of tackle talent to push the guys that are there so my general overview is that the interior is pretty good actually um, with some issues that we'll get into in a second but that's kind of the high level look at the offensive line
1: Well, let's look at a little more specific then let's get down in the weeds Mm-hmm. What do we know? Do we have a player at a position anywhere along the offensive line that you say, "Yep, pencil him in"? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, yes, yes we do. Uh,
0: Olafishanu is the starting left tackle. There is no other player on the roster that I've seen that is going to um, t- challenge and or uh, play to a level and no one's really talked about at that position. So then it becomes, who's the swing tackle? Caden Wallace seems pretty set, and that's kind of what we were talking about a, a second ago. He seems pretty set at the other tackle position. Penn State wants to get a couple more players on the roster, on the offensive line. Tyler Steen in the transfer portal is a target. He played tackle at Vanderbilt. Uh, I think he could play right tackle. He would add tackle depth, um, but you know I, I don't know that there's a huge difference overall between him and and Caden Wallace. Steen's a better run blocker, I would say. Um... So when when you're looking at the offensive line, I think you can pencil in those two as, as starters. And then Juice Scruggs right now is the starting center. And I think that there's nobody currently on the roster that's going to challenge him for that position this spring. The question then becomes, does Hunter Norzad play center or is he a guard? And what's the combination there of those two? So that takes up four-fifths of your starting offensive line. And then you've got a lot of guys competing for one other position from what I can see. Now, in the spring, that's going to be different because Norzad is not here, so you're going to see those guys get more run at the guard positions, and I think that's really where things are more open for Penn State. And creating competition in depth and creating better players at that position can go a long way because I think the guard, guard was a huge problem for Penn State last year. I know they had problems everywhere, but really where things broke down was the guards and center, and that looks vastly improved this year.
1: Gotcha. All right, let's hit some of the other positions. Running back last season through twelve games, you didn't no one really took charge of the position. Yeah. Uh Noah Kane is now gone. Lovett is gone. Couple freshmen coming in. What are you watching for there?
0: First thing, and I, I don't mean to uh double back here, but one last thing about the offensive line that I wanted to bring up is I'm a little more encouraged at the progress of Sal Wormley. Uh, So we saw him, I saw him lifting during max testing day. Now he was lifting a normal human amount of weight and not a superhuman amount of weight like the rest of the offensive line. So I don't know where he is. I genuinely have no idea where he is on his recovery uh, track, but it would be a year in training camp. So that's again what I'm talking about, more encouragement along the offensive line. I have more positive momentum there in my mind when it comes to that particular player of depth, experience, some more talent. That's a good thing there. So I just want to throw that last thing in. Uh, And then uh, you were asking, you're asking about the running back position.
1: Yes. What is there a guy in particular you're looking at in the spring or overall? (laughs) What do you look at? I mean, there's a story there. I think this spring.
0: Yes, for sure. Now the easy answer is Keevan Lee was the starter. Keevan Lee is going to be the starter. There was some positive momentum for him at the end of the season. Um, But I think that's tentative positive momentum. He has to stave off some talented players. I, maybe it's right or wrong, I look at this position when it comes to running back as far as the roles that you can fill, because it's going to be a committee. And everyone has to be an early down back. So that is kind of a moot point. If you can't be an early down back, you're not going to get a series. It It goes by series. But if you're going to say the guy that starts the game, the guy is your early down back in the in a sense of a game. Kevon Lee is going to be that guy until further notice. Uh, another guy that can do that, and we'll have to see if he's a redshirt candidate or not, is Katron Allen as a true freshman. Very mature game, I think. Uh, you know, when it comes to reading blocks and doing things properly, he was trained well at IMG Academy, so he's got a really well-rounded game. Big physical player to come in. Similar to Catron uh, Allen, or sorry, to Kevon Lee, in that not great speed, but brings tackle-breaking ability and that maturity. So I think those two guys kind of fit into the same category in my mind. I then look at guys that are I would consider explosive backs, and this is where you've got uh, Devin Ford, Kaziah Holmes, Nick Singleton. Where's the freshman in that ranking? Where's Devin Ford in that ranking? Kaziah Holmes redshirted last year, so it feel everyone's looking at. Nick Singleton and he can be an early down player but if I'm if I'm trying to parse this out in my mind of okay who fits into what category he's a home run threat as much as he is an early down back that's why he has the path to being a guy eventually that takes the majority of the reps because he can do both but right now that explosiveness is necessary and something State didn't have last year and then finally the area that I think is really open is who's the third down guy who's the pass catcher and the pass blocker because uh, that was a huge problem last year. And there are some other things, like uh, last year I thought John Lovett was the guy they were running outside zone with. So he was getting a lot of run, no pun intended, about it, in that position. But they couldn't block that scheme, so they went away from it, and that kind of limited his game there. He was also the receiving back. They didn't use him a lot in the receiving game, and then he started dropping the ball late in the season. So, Penn State needs a third down back. That is still very much open. I'd say Catron Allen, as a receiver, has more experience than Nick Singleton. I genuinely don't know what his hands are like or what his pass blocking is like because of Governor Mifflin. He just took pitches and took them for 75 yards. So uh, we'll have to see what his game is like from a well-rounded perspective. Devin Ford was good at a lot of those things but couldn't stay healthy last season. So that's wide open. That's kind of how I'm looking at the running back position early in the spring.
1: Getting away from the players for a second, you alluded to the outside zone, which we all felt Mike Yersich was going to try to run. They got away from that pretty early. What are you looking for this spring from the coaching staff? And again, we may not see a lot of it in the blue-white game or what limited practices we're allowed to see. What are you thinking the coaching staff is thinking as far as adjusting offense? Yeah,
0: well, the the thing I'd say is they never abandoned it like they did under uh, Kirk Sharaka two years ago. As uh, They they kept going back to it in the Maryland game. I thought there were a couple good runs there where they blocked it well and Kevon Lee ran well in outside zone. So just crispness. And it, this is something I'm interested in is last season was the first in this new offense, first implementing some of these new schemes. Uh, what is the overall feel of the offense when it comes to their ability to execute vanilla stuff is what you're going to see. I think there's value in a team that did not execute vanilla very well. That would be my biggest thing. And then it becomes, you know, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of nuance and trick plays and and new wrinkles, but is the offense utilizing the tight end more consistently and effectively? Because that was something that happened early and then they went away from. How does that develop? There's a lot of vertical stuff in his offense that kind of didn't materialize last year because... Of some of the problems. Do we see more consistency in the deep ball? Because, as he said, and I think is a really good point, when I asked him about deep ball consistency, you get maybe four reps to throw the deep ball during the season. So, getting that timing down, getting all those things from the offensive line to the quarterback, you only get so many opportunities. You get more in spring. Like, just accumulating that cohesiveness is important. And I think that's going to be something I'm looking for
1: you alluded to the tight ends and they didn't make a lot of use of them last year. When prior to the season, what we heard is hey, we got three really good tight ends all very It's as talented a tight end room as there is in the country. What are you looking for uh, at tight end? Someone to stand out, just usage yeah. more. What are you looking for?
0: Yeah. And that's a great question. It's one that I go back and forth on. I think a lot of people, will notice when one guy is the guy, right? But I think that there is a rising tide that can happen with all of these players that uh, we saw Bretton Strange is a good run blocker last year. He proved that. So he's got a role in the offense. Tyler Warren, I think, showed me some things of, you just gotta be a playmaker and go catch the football when it's in your radius. And he did that. He made some big plays. So I think he's a little bit of a dark horse and a little underrated in this conversation because Theo Johnson is the the pass catcher, right? The four, five athlete, that's 6'6", 253. He's gotta be more consistent. He's gotta run better routes. So I think all three guys can still be involved and it can be an improvement from last season. And that's the depth and talent and threat of that room without one guy standing out. But at the same time, the receiver, whoever is the receiving tight end, if they make a if they make a huge stride forward, they then become the guy de facto cuz that's what everyone sees.
1: Exactly. That's the guy. I was impressed with Tyler Warren. Maybe I'm overstating one play, but I guess it was in the bowl game where he made just a fantastic catch. He made one against Rutgers. I didn't see a lot of players able to make. Yeah, so. he
0: made he made some uh, in the bowl game against Rutgers and uh, in the end of the season. So he did that a bunch of times. That's what I'm saying. Like they were a few plays, but they were consistently standout plays.
1: Gotcha. All right, that is it for quarter number one in the offense. Quarter number two, we'll turn our attention to the defense. Stay tuned. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know a lot has changed about State College but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right you can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com so go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.